0: Hello there, Thrill Seekers. Yesterday, Monday, August 23rd, I put up the final installment of my podcast about Bouchot, Buddha Nature, which is a, uh, an essay by Dogen that I did a paraphrase in the style of my books Don't Be a Jerk and it came from Beyond Zen, you know the way I paraphrased Dogen in those. I did that, and then I commented on it, and it's on my podcast. So go listen wherever podcasts are listened to. Also, I put up a new article on my blog, which is the final installment of the Zen of Godzilla series. So I wrote this book, or I tried to write this book called Zen of Godzilla, and I failed, And but I got four chapters out of it, and I put all four chapters up. As of yesterday, I put up the fourth one. So I want to talk to you, though, about something that came up in my podcast. So, uh, for those of you who don't like me gesturing, here's some gestures. Anyway, in my podcast I talked about Busho, which is the uh, first chapter in Ooh, I brought up book 3. Sorry. Uh, anyway, it's not this one. <laughs> it's another one. But anyway, it's the uh, first chapter in book 2 of uh, Master Dogen's Shobogenzo, Bogenzo the Nishijima Cross translation. And it's about Buddha nature and There was a very interesting footnote in there that I incorporated into my paraphrase of of the piece, and I would like to read you first the original, and then the footnote, and then talk about it, because I think that footnote is incredibly, incredibly deep. So we are talking about Buddha nature, and there are two contrasting sort of you aphorisms or phrases that come up in Buddhism all beings have Buddha nature all beings have no Buddha nature and they're both spoken about in Buddhism and Dogen spends a lot of his time on this uh, chapter talking about that talking about the two different phrases and what they mean and so forth now here is what Nishchima and Cross's translation says about the phrase all beings have no Buddha nature. Okay, first he's quoting the fifth patriarch talking to Huenang. Uh, the fifth patriarch would be Huineng's teacher. I've forgotten his name, I'm sorry. Anyway, here we go. People from south of the peaks being without are the Buddha nature. When we first meet Buddha and hear the Dharma the teaching that is difficult to get and difficult to hear is living beings being without are the Buddha nature. In sometimes following good counselors and sometimes following the sutras, basically listening to teachers or reading stuff, we should be glad to hear living beings, being without, are the Buddha nature. Those who are not satisfied in seeing, hearing, realizing, and knowing that all living beings, being without, are the Buddha nature have never seen, heard, realized, or known the Buddha nature. When the sixth patriarch earnestly seeks to become Buddha, The fifth patriarch is able to make the sixth patriarch become Buddha without any other expression and without any other skillful means just by saying a man from south of the peaks being without is the Buddha nature. Remember saying and hearing the words being without the Buddha nature is the direct path to becoming Buddha. In sum, just at the moment of being without the Buddha nature, we become Buddha at once. Those who have neither seen and heard nor expressed being without the Buddha nature have not become Buddha. That's the Nishijima and cross translation. And here's the footnote. Uh, He footnotes the phrase, people from south of the peaks being without are the Buddha nature, and says, This suggests the act of becoming Buddha, for example, practicing Zazen, means getting free of what does not originally belong to us. So practicing zazen or becoming Buddha means getting free of what does not originally belong to us. Now, I want to nerd out a little bit on linguistics. This phrase, people from south of the peaks being without are the Buddha nature, is. Well, the first two characters, uh, when I went to my Japanese-English dictionary, it, it only gave me the Chinese pronunciation because it's the name of a place in China. So they are nan jin Mu Mubusho. Literally, Re-nan, uh, which is how you pronounce Lingnan, person without Buddha nature. That's what it says. And then he follows this up by saying Shujo Mubusho. So Shujo Mubusho is uh, living beings without Buddha nature so usually these would be translated as living beings are without the buddha nature or people from south of the peaks are without the buddha nature but nishijima roshi translates them as people from the south of the peaks being without are the buddha nature and living beings being without are the buddha nature so if we go to the uh, what's his name's uh, tanahashi translation sorry I forgot his name for a second uh it has people from lingnan have no buddha nature and next um sentient beings have no buddha nature and that would be a more standard translation and this is a case wherein the nishijima cross translation of shobo genzo is interpretive and the tanahashi at all translation is not and that is the opposite of what's usually true usually the tanahashi translation is is quite interpretive in places, and the Nishima cross translation is just straight out, this is what it says in in the original. But here uh, Nishima Roshi chose to be interpretive, so he interpreted that that uh, phrase as living beings, being without, are the Buddha nature. and. He explains this by saying that practicing zazen or becoming Buddha means getting free of what does not originally belong to us. And I just think that's brilliant and extraordinarily deep. And it's something that, you know, maybe in the days that I was actually studying with Nishima Roshi, I'm not sure I quite understood it. But now I think I got a bit of a glimmer and I'm going to see if I can try to explain it. Now, he says, getting free of what does not originally belong to us. I think that's a really profound idea, but we have to kind of understand it because language forces us to put these things into words that are kind of inadequate for expressing what we want to express. So, if we say getting rid of what does not originally belong to us, I think most people's sort of go-to understanding of that is to say something like, That's why I brought out the book. Uh, This book uh, didn't originally belong to me. It belonged to, I guess it belonged to Nishima Roshi, because I bought it from him. He used to have a little table of books for sale at his talks, and uh, that's where I got this. I bought this from him. Probably 1,500 yen or something, you know, or 1,000 yen, like $10 or $15. A a very valuable purchase, but anyhow. uh, So uh, getting rid of what doesn't originally belong to me might be like getting rid of this book. Go throw away this book but that's not the kind of what does not originally belong to us that he's talking about. Uh, originally in this case doesn't mean some kind of former time. There was a former time when this didn't belong to us and now it does and so we're gonna get rid of it. In, in some sense that's a decent metaphor for what he's talking about but it's not quite it. If I were to be asked to describe myself, I would probably say, uh, you know, that I'm a guy uh, born in Ohio, lived in Africa as a child, worked for a company that made monster movies, studied Buddhism, became a Buddhist priest, and now I write books about Buddhism and travel the world. Actually, I'm going to Europe in less than a week, so uh, look for me over there if you happen to be there. (laughs) I'll see what I can do about posting dates and times, but it's very, uh, I think almost everything is full up except for the uh, things I'm doing in France but we'll see if I can get those information soon anyhow so that's who I am in the conventional sense but none of that originally belongs to me in the in the sense that Nishima Roshi is talking about my personality does not originally belong to me in the original again we're not talking about necessarily in time although it's a decent metaphor, as I said. Even now, it doesn't originally belong to me. It doesn't basically belong to me. There's a kind of phrase that Japanese people uh, often translate as original, um, and and they're usually characters, they're usually words that contain the character hon, which also means book, but it's like the basic. It's not basic to me. Getting rid of what's not basic to me. Ya basic it's getting rid of that and becoming your basic becoming basic right so what we want to do is become basic you know in in contradistinction to you know what Millennials wanna do you know they wanna they they think being basic is an insult so getting rid of what does not basically belong to us if you uh, sit quietly sometimes you can come to see this there is in your experience right now there is the thing that originally belongs to you and that is the most fundamental thing there is that is the only thing that you can be completely certain of is that there is this fundamental experience happening. Again, metaphors, you know, every word is a metaphor. There's this fundamental experience happening. Somebody is experiencing this. Somebody is watching this video. And and even saying that limits it to somebody. Watching this video is happening, is uh, getting closer to the mark, but you, it's one of these things where you can get, you can get close to the mark, but you're going to infinitely miss it, because language is designed so that it infinitely misses the point getting rid of what originally was what does not originally belong to us is getting rid of everything that we normally think of as ourselves our history our opinions our wants our needs our desires our loves and hates our likes and dislikes our our um, you know turn-ons and turn-offs you know whatever it happens to be that is part of that personality that that um, thing that you're functioning through you get rid of it and when he says get rid of it this is another metaphor you don't get rid of it in in terms of when you think of getting rid of something my neighbors uh, just uh, moved and the the trash cans uh, next to their house is just totally full So they got rid of a lot of things you know and that's what we normally think of getting rid of so you just put in the trash and it goes away well as we know if we study recycling and stuff it doesn't really go away nothing really goes away it always it's always here but it might change form and degrade and and stuff and become something different from what it is now but it's always here same deal with this you get rid of it by allowing it to be what it is which is something that this this jiko, this true self functions through and getting rid of what doesn't originally belong to us means allowing the full functioning of the thing to actually happen the way it needs to happen because there is a certain trajectory that things are going in this world and the body-mind that you have Again, you have. It's like having Buddha nature. As Dogen says, you don't have Buddha nature. You are Buddha nature. This body-mind has a trajectory it wants to follow. It needs to follow. And there is something, the jiko, which sees through it and maybe has some influence on what it does, but only a very small Influence, But that small influence is important and that's why we have Buddhist ethics, but that's a whole other topic. Anyway, allowing that to function freely as it needs to function without interfering with it, is what I think he's saying when he says getting rid of what does not originally belong to us. So nothing originally belongs to us because we are the outcome of nothing because nothingness is what originally belongs to us but nothingness is not a weak and non-existent thing nothingness is, is beyond both existence and non-existence allowing what is beyond both existence and non-existence to function freely through this body-mind that is Brad or Bartholomew or Nate or Cindy or I don't know whoever whatever your name is whatever you think your name is whatever that name that your parents gave you because they just thought of it one day and they gave it to you and that's what you think you are that's not what originally belongs to you and to study buddhism and to do zazen is to get rid of what does not originally belong to us clear as mud, right? That's what my grandma used to say when something was confusing. I hope that was at least as clear as mud. And if you want to send me more money to make more mud, you can look at this URL that I'm putting on the screen, which is hardcorezen.info slash donate. That is hardcorezen.info slash donate. That is my only way of making a living. Like I said, even though I'm going to Europe in uh, six days, I probably won't make... I might make a little money in Europe, but uh, given the parameters of this trip, I think probably close to nothing. So really your uh, donations are very important to me. I appreciate them. But as always this is offered for free so you don't have to donate if you don't want to. So don't do it if you don't want to. But I do appreciate those of you who do and have a good time all the time. See you later. Bye.